All right, welcome to the show, Team Lauren, right? I don't know what the team is. Is it Team Have a Name? LL Cool J. How'd you pick that name? Well, actually, Lacey picked it out, so we're trying to figure out some cool team names, and then Lacey figured out L for Lacey, L for Lauren, J for Jason. All right. Just came to me. Lacey, Lauren, and Jason, LL Cool J. Welcome. Uh, Lauren, this all started uh, with you, of course. So give us a little background, and then you guys can do the same. Uh, how you got into real estate and you know your, your journey to, to this moment in time. Sure. So I kind of got in real estate um, in college. I was I went to school at University of Maryland and worked as a receptionist there. Um, always wanted to be a dream of a real estate agent and just got pretty scary with a student income um, and starting out with not having any income and the idea of commission and starting a business was scary. So I started on a small team there working for short sales and foreclosures as an assistant. Um, and then from there grew, graduated college and went to Virginia and decided to join the team. Um, started here part time and really realized that you know this is what I want to do and jumped in 100% and um, never looked back. What were you doing because I remember when you first joined the team, this was like 2014, I think. Mm-hmm. So, a long time ago. Uh, what were you doing? Full time then. Full time, yeah. Sure. You were part time in real estate. Part time, I was director of sales and marketing for a congressional intern housing program on Capitol Hill. So, my job was to oversee all sales and marketing um, for a housing group. Uh, we had about 36 properties at the time, so finding um, accommodations, kind of like a semester abroad program, uh, but finding independent agents coming here to transfer for a Washington semester program, uh, coordinating with government agencies, nonprofits, other congressional offices with their coordinators to bring their interns to our housing, and of course, just coordinate with university programs as well to find housing. For how long? How program. long were you doing both for? Both, I would say, not even six months. Okay. Yeah. So it was about six months after being on the team that you were able to go full-time. And then it's it's grown now to this team-within-the-team concept. Mm-hmm. I think you're the second uh, person on the team to, to go down this route. Others have have gone down it now. But explain how that is and kind of what level you, you, you know, get at before you start to build out your own team. Sure. Um, I actually got the email from you and Carrie when I was on maternity leave. Oh, did you? Uh, okay. When I first got the option to have a partner agent. Um, and that's, I think, because in January, I mean, even actually at the hospital, I ratified a contract. Uh, but I think I actually ratified... From the, so you gave birth to a human and a, a deal all in the same day? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> literally. Um, but the good thing with that one, that deal actually didn't happen. But then I guess the buyers fell out. So I just literally resubmitted. So it was very easy. Um, but in that first month, I think I probably still ratified 10 properties in that month. So kind of going in that we realized if I'm going to do this amount of volume that, you know, making a partnership and having that partnership and being able to double that with two more people um, was ideal. So. And you were at somewhere around 35, 36 deals a year at this time? I don't time, remember if it was the first time. I don't know if it was 20. Well, I think it was probably close to 30. Okay. Honestly, I'm not sure. Um, actually, no, maybe 35, 36 at that time. And then once we had a team of two, um, the the threshold exceeded a little bit more, and I think we had to get to 54, um, which we were able to do with Jason as the team member and thankfully for Jason. 
Jason, how Jason, how long have you been uh, working with Lauren, and, and how did you get into real estate? So initially, I'm physical therapy background. So I was doing physical therapy in an orthopedic setting, and then I really wanted to continue with get back into real estate because initially I bought two investment properties, and I just liked it um, when I was younger. Then I um, just wanted to get into real estate, so I did part-time home health physical therapy, and then uh, part-time real estate. And, uh, you know, it did, wasn't lighting the world on fire at all, but I was kind of doing my thing, and then I learned about you guys here, and it was really good. I came on in <coughs> October or November of 2019, and then she had an opening on her team, and I kind of jumped on it, because I just wanted to really learn how to uh, learn from the, one of the best. Mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, just learn how to run it like a business, and, you know, so that, that year I learned a ton how to you know, manage time, manage clients, and yeah, so, um, yeah, since 2019, and then was on with her for a year until Lacey. So you've been, yeah, so you're coming up on the two-year mark soon, or, or later this, this yeah. year, you'll hit the two-year mark. Uh, about a year into that. Lacey. <laughs> so my background is more so in the retail management area, and then also custom closet design. Um, I was doing custom closet design when COVID hit and I lost my job because of that. Um, I grew up with real estate around me with my stepdad being an appraiser. So I always knew that I wanted to get into it. I just never knew what state I was gonna end up living in. So I kept putting it off. And then when I lost my job, I was like, okay, this is a sign from the universe. So I got my license um, in Pennsylvania at the time. And then the day I got my license is the day we found out we were relocating. So here I am now. Um, I joined Lauren's team because with me being so new, I really wanted that structure and someone to kind of show me the ropes. And so far that's exactly what it's been. So you, you started in the fall of 2020 last year? Yes. Okay. Um, How's, how is this dynamic now going from, you know, one to two to three? Like, you know, how has it shifted what you do, what, what you are doing now that Lacey's on? Sure. So the way it kind of structured is Jason's kind of the independent agent, and I'm still going as like a mentor role support. Um, you know, the leads that we had worked together when it was just Jason and I, we still do together, and we're actually closing one tomorrow. Um, and then Lacey and I, we will work in tandem partnership as Jason and I originally did so so Lacey's kind of taken the role that Jason did the first year Jason's more of an of a doing doing more deals on your own and still working closely with Lauren yep, yep. yeah she's <coughs> she's really my eyes and ears with everything so I have any questions <laughs> anything in, yeah. it's kind of like helping hold it accountable just making sure that he achieves his goals we check in um, make sure he's breathing from time to time when he's quiet and I know he's busy <laughs> um, but um, you know another thing that Jason wanted to do is he wanted to double his business this year so my job is to focus to help him get him there um, and even though when he's doing great I still have to give him a nudge to let him know he needs to follow up with his clients because if he doesn't do that then it's gonna be pretty slow next few months so yep. and what so so a couple years ago before Jason you're at 30 deals 35 deals what's your goal now this year with all three of you and, and what are you the tracking now, towards um, last year we got 54 the goal this year I would want to say we would want to be at least 75 we hadn't really talked about it again I'm um, just because I was on maternity leave last year starting August up until the end of the year 
Um, but Jason's already I've bumped his goal up a little bit more just based off of where he's at right now. So I think it's definitely something that's going to be achievable. How has it uh, created more value? Both, both. For, obviously, we we talked about the numbers. You know, you're going to double in deals. You know, you're able to hop in new and and learn and have business, which is rare. Mm -hmm. How does it make the experience better for the clients? I think it makes it a tremendous amount of experience for the client because you know that regardless of us being a mini team, I'm just not going to assign it with one person and then be done. We're all working together. Our job is to help and you know, even worst case scenario, I mean we're in a market right now that things move quickly and if we're in a meeting right now, if I'm in a meeting right now, I don't want to be the reason why we can't give someone a chance to look at a home. So that's why we have Lacey and, and Jason here to help. and. I think three heads are better than one when it comes to getting creative and we're, if we're at a, a standing still and mind block, you know, team effort just to talk things through, it's going to be what solidifies the deal at least to get it the best way that we can do for our client. Okay, so there's more of you, more creativity, um, more coverage to provide, you know, showings for clients because right now if you, if you miss out on a right. showing, like, there might be... 10 offers in the next day and you know, right. it's too and late. Right, holding each other accountable and especially now with inventory being so low, you know, finding off markets is really the wheelhouse, right? And depending on what your client's fees are, you need all hands on deck in order to do that to be able to do it efficiently. Have you been struggling, all you know, you collectively, all three of you, to find homes for, for clients and to get off markets or how have you, how have you done that? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a struggle. Um, you know, I've trained Lacey as, as I trained Jason as to how we go about finding off markets and keeping our client updated bi-weekly even if there's no updates. Um, understanding and doing a reality check in advance just to set the right expectations and boundaries up front I think is what helps. Um, and just keeping the client up to date and just saying is this a realistic thing or is it not? Because if it's not realistic it's just not of value for us to take that time, money, and effort doing that. Um, we've been pretty successful. I mean, we have one client right now that really only wants one neighborhood, um, and there's only about 10 options there. So, um, ten, she knows there's like 10 homes? 10 sell, yeah. I mean, there's okay. only 10 viable homes in right. the neighborhood that has the potential, six of which have responded saying no. Um, so, even doing right. that will help. There's four of you left. <laughs> help these people out. Um, but even knowing that and explaining that to the client, that shows tremendous value and trust and guidance. So knowing that we're still focusing on what they want, but having that conversation saying, hey, we need to broaden the search a little bit more while we focus on this. And I think that's helped a lot. What's been the biggest challenge for you, Lacey, since you're the newest here? Um, I would say just building my own intuition because I want to get to the point where Lauren doesn't even have to think about telling me what needs to be done it's just already going to be done so I'm learning little by little the process and the steps that go along with each part of the transaction so I think that I'm building that a little bit more day by day. She's doing great um, she's very proactive too so I think the hard part is since we do three different states understanding three different contracts I mean she's licensed in all three states now. Yeah and technically um, it's with Maryland it's like more than Right, there's two. Because every county is um, different. <laughs> and it's interesting, too, because you think that you learn with putting contingencies in contracts, and Lacey's only learned no contingencies in contracts. Yeah. So um, just the other day we put a contingency in, and 
she wasn't really sure what to do because yeah. we just never I had a call in there. for backup. Uh, but so was it, was it a home that had been on the market for a while or wasn't? This one just got back on the market and um, it's a very small contingency, so it's not okay. um, a deal breaker by any means. But there's no other offer since, so I don't think that's going to be an issue this right now. Jason, what's what's it been like, you know, having Lacey on? How has that helped you? You know, allowed you to do different types of things. What what challenges have been there? Yeah, have right there been with that? Beginning of this year, uh, you know, it was, it was definitely a transition that I was, you know, excited for. You know, to, to kind of go on my role and stay on the team. But um, it's definitely gone pretty well this first part of the year. I think I'm about nine, nine right now, and my tenth one coming up soon. So. Um, it, it's honestly, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, try to understand. Like, I learned a lot from her time management and managing the expectations and whatnot. Um, but right now, that's the biggest thing is try, like she's mentioned, follow up now because I'm so swamped with all the other stuff. This is my first time ever having ten, like eight in a month. Mm-hmm. So. And most of Jason's is fair about this. Yeah. Jason so. actually found he bought his house on his own, found it off market. You bought your house off yes, market? Yes, off market. Then got the seller as a client to buy a house for the seller. <laughs> and all, both of them were contingent on the home sales. So I figured I'd give them a break for that, those two two months to yeah. get a dump because that's wild. Yeah. Um, but now, you big, know. Big dump, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and it's insane. That's And the seller had to... Uh, <laughs> So I got sick and was in the hospital with, with sepsis, sepsis and, and yeah, signed at good. the hospital. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a challenge when you're busy closing clients and you've got a lot of active ones looking, especially now you got to jump on things fast and then still doing your normal prospecting, outreach, like a lot of agents get in this pattern. And, and this is one of the goals of the teams is eliminate this. Um, so this is probably where you're helping a lot mm-hmm. Lacey is uh, you know allowing them to even though they've got a lot of current clients still do the marketing still reaching back to past clients because uh, if you you know if you get so busy here you forget to do that stuff all of a sudden this group closes and now you're, you're scrambling for leads in right. business. so and then the easiest business is the past client and the referral so keeping that nurturing um, what, are, what are you guys doing collectively as a team or individually to, to make sure you stay on top of past clients, uh, leads that are earlier mm-hmm. in the pipeline, you know, not not necessarily just past clients, but like right. leads that are further out that all of a sudden could become now leads. Like what are you doing to, to maintain those activities, you know, while you're busy with the closings and the um, showings and the actives? Right before we came in here to do the podcast, I was writing out some cards that we're going to send out to clients for their birthdays. Um, we also just make sure to check in frequently. So if someone is not ready to purchase right now, we just make sure that we reach out to them throughout the year to see what their timeline looks like because it can change. So we want to make sure that we're staying current with them. And that's what I learned the most in the beginning was Lauren, she's the task master. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly going through this year and just having tasks. You know what I mean? And just doing the tasks. I'm just very schedule oriented and O C D. Um, you are? Yes. Okay. Um, so making sure that I have prioritized of a list of what needs to happen um, and making sure that gets done regardless of how busy your day is um, is something that's very important. Uh, what, what are you guys seeing in the market right now? You know, I think we've, we've heard a lot for a months now on multiple offers and low inventory. Mm-hmm. Are you guys still seeing that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it really all depends on where 
you're looking specifically right. and, and the price point too. Um, where is it hardest and where is it easiest if you're a buyer? I've, I've noticed in the five to seven hundred thousand dollar range is like it's really hard. It's gone. Well, I mean, gone. even up to yeah. like one. One, yeah. two, one, three is pretty Which hard. is like, for those who are watching, we're in, we're in the D.C. area, five, seven hundred is, that's like the median range for this area, right right around, uh, maybe, maybe slightly under yeah. median range now. The median range is creeping up, but, mm-hmm. um, so, in you know, in your markets, probably the median or right under is going to be the most competitive uh I would even say up to one, two, if yeah. we're focusing close in. Um, that's really tough. That's everybody's sweet spot. Uh, what about, are there certain pockets, or not necessarily like a certain city or area, but types of places, like is in the city easier, harder, or, or more suburbs, or townhouse, or condo, single family, any other trends you're noticing there, or takeaways? Um, Condos are right now, definitely, I think. I have a couple of condos now, and they were. I was able to get some contingencies in, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> they're definitely. I think it's dependent, kind of specific, depending on inventory. Sure. Um, you know, Lacey and I, we just closed one or under contract with one that was multiple offers, and it's just a small two bedroom in Alexandria. But yours was also in Alexandria, mm-hmm. a little further out, um, and I think there's what seven active successes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's really specific. I mean, Lacey and I feel like we're all over the place. So, I mean, yeah. we have clients in Annapolis. Um, we have clients in Frederick. Both are in Maryland. Um, we actually put an offer in on one in Darnstown, Maryland? I can't remember. In Montgomery County. Um, that one's very competitive. And um, We also have clients looking in Great Falls, Fairfax Station, and even all the way. I'm going to Haymarket tonight at 7 o'clock to show this property with a pond in the basement. So they're all the yes, <laughs> yes. There is a man-made pond with a waterfall feature. Oh wow! <laughs> um, so I think it's specific, <laughs> right? So I mean, like instance food for that one, for example. I have a feeling that may. I mean, that's been on the market for almost a month. Um, no one wants a basement with a water feature. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, we were just in Great Falls showing clients the property. I mean, but this was a different price point. This was closer to three million. Mm-hmm. Um, almost on the market for eleven months. months Eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely flexibility there. It's just a matter of what can we come to an agreement on. When there is when there is a lot of competition on it, which is more often the case, it sounds like, than not, uh, what, are you, what are you guys doing to, to win? So we get pretty creative. Um, you know, obviously, if there's a deadline, we try and get an offer in and put a deadline in ourselves. Lately, I mean, we've done it probably four or five times. No success. Yeah. I mean, I think we've gone up seventy-five thousand non-contingent. Pretty much gave them everything we want, even a rent back if they. If and they're they and they're it. saying, yeah, we'll we'll wait a couple of days, see mm-hmm. what other people do. Hey, that's a great thought. But let me get to this question that I just got from one of my followers, uh, right to my phone. Uh, by the way, did you know you can text me at seven zero three two one five one six eight four. This is a new thing I've rolled out. I'm letting my listeners and uh, people that subscribe and follow me on social media connect with me directly to my phone on text message. It's me answering them and and responding. You can ask me anything about real estate, investing, business, whatever. Just text 703-215-1684 and I will respond to you.
So we just resubmitted it again today. Yeah. We'll know later tonight. Um, I think it's just a matter of timing. I mean, we just put, we had clients that lose on one offer and then they found another house they liked and no offers were in. So we just put in and we kept continuing and then they <laughs> accepted. So. Yeah, and I, I went one Temple Hills recently and said, hey, write, tell us your offer. You know what I mean? What, what would you, um, what do you want to sell for? So, we, right. yeah. So they said around, the, you know, the 430 range, but I came in a little bit low, less. Still was able to win it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. just having the reverse offer kind of thing. Where do, you, where do you guys think the market, you think it's going to keep doing this for a while, or what are your thoughts on that? I think closer in, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think even parts of Frederick County and Montgomery County will as well. Um, I think depending on the price. But I don't really see it changing. I don't really see, there's still not that much inventory, even in rentals right now, um, for single families, depending on where you're looking. Yeah, there's, I, I think it's going to go on for a while. I think it's going to go on for a few years. Um, there's there's just a lack of supply. Right. Builders can't build them fast enough. They well, can't even get supplies right and now. And, I mean, I mean, we keep talking about Amazon. Even though their headquarters is here and people are probably still working from home, that's not the only thing that's going to drive everyone closer in, and there's just not enough space for everyone. But the last year we built as many houses that we needed for that year was 2007. So mm -hmm. it's been 14 years of underproduction and... That was prior to the COVID shortages that we now have on wood, appliances, uh, windows, paint right. even. Some, some, some suppliers are limiting the amount of paint builders can buy. Interesting. See, <laughs> so paint I would have thought of. Doors and windows, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and lumber's, lumber's up 400% year right. over year. I don't see that changing, regardless um, if this changes, I think. So. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people are using the bubble word, but there's just a lot of differences between this time and 2008 that right, you know, make, make me think there's a number versus. there's a number of years left in this run. Right. Yeah, I was thinking at least 18 months. I didn't really Lender, think lending months. practices are, are different too. Back in 06, you just told them your income and right. they, took, like they took your word for it. Right. <laughs> like now income. it's, uh, as, you, as you guys have experienced, lots of verification required and, oh, yeah. and all well, that kind of stuff. I think of it this way too, in the pandemic, people are still having the option to work from home, whether it be a few days a week or all days a week. So people that were thinking of buying here, and this has happened a few times, like these are clients that were looking in, in Fairfax County, we sold them a house in Annapolis. Because now they're okay and really? they're coming into the city maybe once a week. Right. And, you know, they have family in that side of town and that just made more sense for them. So I would still say even within a 45-minute radius from the city, it's not going to change because people will have that flexibility now where they still want to be close but also far enough to get the space that they want for the, the price tag. Four square footage. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing, uh, each of you, if anything, to, to build up uh, wealth or income outside of, you know, helping people buy and sell homes? Well, I, I mean, I have my own investment, and of course I invest through you guys with several developments. Um, I've dangled the idea for other things. Um, I just, that would be a completely different state, like the Carolinas for a beach house. Uh, but I haven't. It's a good Airbnb market. It is, but one. I haven't um, yeah. researched enough, and I didn't really think of all the hurricanes. Um, so I'd have to just dig deep enough to understand it a little bit more, but that's kind of the goal. 
<coughs> yeah, I was sort of um, doing some acquisitions for a land guy, um, trying to find land in the Tennessee and you know, Southern Virginia area. So doing some land potential wholesaling and whatnot as well. So, yeah. What about you, Lacey? Um, I love the idea of potential investment properties. Um, I'm still so new that I have a lot to learn about that, right. but that's something that definitely interests me. All right. Um, before we wrap up here, we always do a hyper-fast round. Normally, it's just with one person, so uh, <laughs> it'll be uh, triple if you guys are ready. Sure. We'll just, we'll just go left to right here. Uh, what's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Get, get your tasks literally just follow up and do those tasks I would say I learned from Tony Robbins be grateful for the challenge All right. you I would say to make sure that you time block everything because you're gonna need to be very strict about it all right what about experienced real estate agents what, what piece of advice would you tell them um, kind, of, kind of the same thing because like what I'm noticing now on myself like you, it's easy to get off task um, like you said time block is biggest thing totally just to keep up on those tasks follow up. I would say for an experienced keep the contacts and the connections that you have because yeah. that's going to be what's going to give you reoccurring business in the future yeah. yeah I would agree with that where your business in a sense can kind of run itself but you still have to proactively be keeping up with it too okay biggest challenge you've ever had and how'd you overcome it wow um biggest challenge could be about in a second <laughs> yeah 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 I mean, honestly, even just the domino effect that I had, I've never been involved in that, you know, with that many pieces of the puzzle. And just being able to coordinate with other, and have relationships with other agents, you know, outside of the brokerage and whatnot, to try to really, you know, A, put out fires, or B, just being on the same page with everybody. Making sure everything is out there and, you know, being on the same page. And so, that, I really learned a lesson with a lot of the domino effects that I'm doing now. And... That was mm -hmm. a big challenge, and it took a lot, but yeah, we get it done. Big challenge for me. I think it's more personal, just trying to make myself present in family on a weekend as like a family of a whole, including the husband, not just the kids. Um, <laughs> and um, Jason can attest to this, but I know Lacey can too, but I'm very hard to let go of things. I like to oversee everything, um, but I, I'm, I know I'm in good hands, so it's just a matter of... Yeah, mine's kind of similar to Lauren's. I think coming from a real um, retail background, it's been a complete lifestyle change. So just kind of getting my bearings with that, that's been the biggest challenge. All right. When you're not working on the business, what do you do for fun? Um, golf, hike, camp. Um, love being outside, trying to get my, my family outdoors more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will now with all that land. Yeah, totally. <coughs> Uh, for me, I think without work, I mean, I would love to be at a beach, someplace relaxing, but with kids and, and family. Um, I love being anywhere my dog is. Um, she's <laughs> my best friend. Um, and also trying new restaurants. I'm a big foodie. All right. Last one here. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Uh, 10 years from now, definitely in real estate. Um, you know, being a lot more... Uh, know I, I think the way Lauren's getting everything dialed in just having everything really really dialed in and um, making it more efficient we're just not um, you know hustling as hard but still doing 
tons of volume. Ten years from now, I imagine this to be like tripled, um, and then so really. We'll have to. I don't know how we would do the. Gonna need a bigger table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I also want to focus really on building relationships, um, not just past clients and sphere, but like trying to get accounts with people. Like we're working on some some creative things on the back end that um, we're trying to do, but trying to grow. So then instead of it being you know a good amount of sphere and path clients, like a majority of sphere. And of course we love ISA appointments, but um, just more mm-hmm. that are just calling us. <laughs> I would say 10 years from now, I can only imagine how much knowledge I'm going to have about the business. Just in the past few months with Lauren, I've learned so much. So I look forward to just knowing every part of the business in 10 years. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show, Team LL Cool J. Before <laughs> we wrap up here, if people want to connect with you guys or uh, reach out about buying or selling a home in the area or, or just connect on social, how should they do that? I'm Jason, Jason R.E. on Instagram. I am Lauren Longshore, but mine's very unique because there's apparently more than Is one it? of me. It's under line underscore underscore period lauren dot longshore dot underscore that or you can email me at lauren at carryshulteam.com and i'm list with lacy on instagram list with lacy on instagram all right well thank you for being on the show thank you for everyone who tuned in to to watch it's been uh, an amazing time learning about you know how, how you can take one agent's business and, and or one agent you know can grow their business with other people create more value for themselves, their team members, their clients. Uh, Remember to hit the subscribe button, share this with people you think could benefit. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. Give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.